Welcome to the Maris Review. I'm so excited to be sitting across from Shay Serrano, who yep. I feel like I've known from Twitter for many years. I felt the same way. I was surprised when I realized today that I had never met you in person. I know. Only on the internet. Yeah, I know. And we have we have many friends in common. But I've been talking about you as just like the model case study for <laughs> book marketing okay. for a long time, which is not the sexiest topic, but you crush it. Uh-huh. So let me, let's talk about your bio for a little bit. Okay. Shay's most recent book, Basketball and Other Things, was a number one New York Times bestseller and selected by President Barack Obama as one of his favorite reads of the year. His previous book, The Rap Yearbook, is being turned into a documentary that will air on AMC. Currently, he's a staff writer for The Ringer, and his new book is called Movies and Other Things. All correct. Oh, good. All Whew. correct. <laughs> I, I love the other things. Me too. It, you can get anything in there. Yeah, it's like a it's like a trick. So one of my one of my favorite things about the book, about these books, is we'll ask like some big question in the beginning or yep. some question that can go a hundred different ways, and then we're we're very careful about like putting a fence up and being like, well, you can't go too far this way or this direction. Like we need to stick to these rules. Um, but then within that, if you put the and other things on there, it's like, but also we're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> you can talk want. about your family and yeah. some experiences growing up. Yeah. and like Nobody ever talks about something. Like if you're talking about something that you care about, it's very rarely in a straight line. Right. Like if someone sits down and has a conversation with you about books, it's not just going to be like, this was my favorite book and this was my second favorite book and this was my third. <laughs> it always goes sideways. And that's like where the good stuff comes. Absolutely. That's when you're like, oh, now I understand like, why Maris liked this book or, 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 you know, why she operates the way she does when you get into the other stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and it's nice to have the rules, though. Mm-hmm. Like when you pick out uh, new Academy Awards the yeah. past 25 years. Sounds right. 1995 was the first one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I did my math right. Um, <laughs> and you had an arbitrary-ish rule. Right. Three, three different changes were all you were allowed to make. Yeah. So we were we were just talking about the big ticket items, best actor, best mm-hmm. actress, best picture, whatever. But you can't change like you can't wholesale change all of them. So the the one of the rules is you can only pick three. Each year you can change up to three things if you want. And and that makes it just makes things a little trickier. Now you now it's forcing you to make a few decisions. Mm-hmm. And now you've got to pick like oh wait, like all right, I have to I want to change like four of these, but really I can only, you know, just yeah. I don't know, makes it a little more fun to me. How much of crash can stay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get rid of all of this stuff immediately. <laughs> so one of the things that really struck me about your book is that they let you write the jacket copy. Yes. Yeah. You don't I don't have any like marketing team. No. I wanted to do all of that stuff. We did, I've done it for I did it for the yep. basketball book. Like I don't know. There's like a, you always have a conversation with the publisher. And like, oh, we should get a blurb from this person on mm-hmm. there. This wouldn't mm-hmm. this be cool? And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's cool. But like, who's it cool for? Is it is it is it cool for you to say like we got a blurb from this person? Right. Or is it like gonna help us sell some extra copies? And I can't remember a time in my life where I was not gonna buy a book, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> so and so, this person blurbed it. I have to buy this book now. It right. just it just doesn't work like that. So like, I I don't know. Why do I want to give up that real estate? When I can just do what I want to do with it. Yeah. And it's it really speaks to your relationship with your readers that you give them like a kind of personal note rather than uh yeah. just some copy. Yeah. That's a that's always like that's an important part of it. We 
I'm trying to make sure I don't position myself as like like oh here's a film critic or a mm-hmm. a rap critic or a basketball critic. It's like it's not that. It, this is just me talking about some stuff that I like, and I hope you like it. And if you don't like that, sucks for me. But it'd be cool if you didn't tell me that you didn't like it. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to send me that tweet. Those it's, are good manners. Yeah, <laughs> just like don't like it in, in I, private. I like the I like the like passive aggressive version when they're like, I used to not like this at all, but I'm coming around. <laughs> like it, you could have yeah, left the first part just, off, yeah, or not sent it, or just uh, said your dog was cute <laughs> and leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you do. For cred, you do in fact have John Leguizamo writing the intro and John mm-hmm. Cheadle, John Cheadle writing the uh, afterward. Yeah. So, I, so that's like a good those balance. Are really, yeah, those are cool. And and the reason that we did those is the same reason we had like Reggie write the forward for the mm-hmm. basketball book. Is like, well, what I know about books again is like these these things probably aren't going to help you sell extra extra copies. But what they can do, like on a personal note, is I can finally. After watching John Leguizamo on, on my television mm-hmm. for, for 20 years, since 1998, he had a comedy special called Freak. And yep. it was the first time I saw him. Uh, I, I had, I'm sure I'd seen him before then, like in Carlito's Way or whatever. <laughs> but this was the first time he was like jumped out at me. Front and center. And, 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 then, for, and then ever since then, it didn't matter what he was in. Like I, I, I went backwards first and like let me watch the movies he was in already. Um, and then, like every movie going forward, I'm like, I gotta watch this because my guy is in it. Yeah. And so he'd been like a, an important part of my life. And I said, Well, I'm gonna take this opportunity a- as like an excuse to talk to him. I just want to have a conversation <laughs> with John. And and he was nice enough to agree to that. And we had a great conversation for you know 20, 30 minutes. And it it meant a lot to me. And the same with the with the afterward. But again, I'm just trying to like check some boxes off of my list. Like mm-hmm. I, this is a cool person. I like to talk to this person. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, a recent tweet okay. that you tweeted. Oh God, this is no, no, no. Rarely it's, starts out good. It's no, it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be very straightforward. Okay, okay. You you informed all of your fans who are are known as your army. Okay. Um, that the publisher did some digging, and it turns out that if this book makes the bestseller list, then you'd be the first Mexicans to uh, you and your um, illustrator, illustrator, designer. I was going to say <laughs> um, to literally ever have three books on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing and insane. It is. It is insane. So I made I made a joke about it, like in passing, like, and I, I will put like a footnote on the tweet. Yeah. As well, the first time, like, oh, the, this is net will be the first ones ever. And then I was trying to like think of other, other authors, and like uh, the first one you think of is is like Sandra Cisneros, yes, who's you read her books in school, and you're like, oh, surely she's done it. And then you look it up, and she had two, and you're like, how? Okay, if Sandra didn't do it, this might be like a real thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, I asked the publisher, can you check into this, and like fact checker or whoever does that stuff. And then they came back and they had like a list of people who had done it. And then there were like a few names on there, like uh, Luis Irea, who has mm-hmm. written like The Devil's Highway, like yeah, in- incredible stuff. Um, but but two books as well. Erica Sanchez, who she wrote um, uh, Your Perfect uh, American Mexican American Daughter. You know, yes, you know this yes, book yes, I'm talking yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she did that one, and she's probably going to do like ten in her career, sure, because that, that was like her out. first yeah. one, yeah, and yeah. she's going to. It was like a National Book Award nominee mm-hmm. or something. Like it was, a, it was a book out of here. Um, she's gonna pass everybody, I'm certain. But at the moment, there had only been two, and there have been some other ones who are like, like the the Colombian guy or you know Panamanian, but like Mexican American. Sure. 
those are different things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so yeah, we would be the first, which is nuts. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we missed some Somebody people. That would be it would yeah, make me I'm feel much think, but, much mm, better. I don't know. Yeah. And and one of the things I love about that tweet is that everybody who saw it was so excited. Mm-hmm. And you're so good at uh, generating the excitement for for. I feel like I, I talk to a lot of authors who are like, oh, no, I have to promote my book. I don't right. want to talk about it. I don't yeah. want to. And you are the opposite. Yeah. And you're so good at it. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I feel that same sort of dread. Yeah. It would be cool if you didn't have to do this part. Mm-hmm. It would be cool if everyone was Moriarty. Like, yeah. And you put the book out <laughs> and like Reese Witherspoon is on the phone. That would be cool. Yes. But it's not that way for like basically everybody except for 10 people. Yeah. And- it's your responsibility, I think, as the author to to get that book out there, uh, particularly in the case of like a nonfiction book. A fiction book, you know, can grab a hold and, and everybody sort of right. talks about it and it becomes like this this thing. A nonfiction book is like much harder for that to have because it's basically just a person talking about some stuff that somebody else made. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that becomes a part of it. And as far as getting excited about it or getting other people excited about it, I think that that's the... That's the thing that happens when, like, you're talking about something you are excited about or nervous about. Like, you can tell if you're talking to somebody and they're like, oh, man, I'm so nervous for this interview. Right. And you're like, you're not really nervous. You're just, <laughs> you're just saying that. And that's fine. Like, but, like, when, you're re- when they're really nervous, you can feel it. When they're really excited or when they're really scared, you can feel it. This is what, I mean, to tie back to movies, that's what makes a, a, an actor or actress good. When they have a breakdown and if you feel it, they did their job. Right. And... Yeah, usually whenever I'm tweeting about the book or talking about the book, I'm usually excited about it or, you know, I spend a lot of time on it and I'm like nervous to see what people are going to say about it. And, uh, you know, you just try to get that feeling out there. If you get that feeling out there, things usually work out. And and, and it's also a two-way street <clears throat> or more than a two-way street even. There are many levels because, of course, you amplify other voices all the time mm-hmm. and you... um motivate all of your fans to do amazing things all the time, like give away, give their money to charity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so does it, does it feel more kind of balanced when um, you can ask them for a favor in return? Yeah, that's probably, that's probably a fair thing to say. I think all of that, the, the charitable stuff, the donation stuff, that's just sort of a, it's like a holdover from being a teacher. When you're a teacher, Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity, like, every day basically to do something really cool for somebody else, like a, like a direct impact. You could see it when it happens, when you make a kid feel like comfortable in the room or they're proud of stuff, like you see it happen. And when you're writing, I'm just, I'm just literally all day in front of my computer by mm-hmm. myself. I have an office and it's just me in there. And I get, I get in there at 8.30. So from 8.30 to 4.30, mm-hmm. I have zero like words said out loud right. unless I order food. <laughs> but I'm just not talking to anybody and it's like a lonely job and being on Twitter helps alleviate that and every once in a while doing the you know funding somebody's GoFundMe me because they mm-hmm. need or whatever it makes me feel a, a tiny bit like when I would have like a moment with with a student oh I like that yeah, yeah I mean Twitter is pretty good at helping you connect to people yeah Twitter want to. Twitter make you feel less lonely. Twitter also make you feel super duper lonely. Oh like yeah, it, like it. It's a, it's a tough spot. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the book. 
<laughs> one of my favorite um, chapters mm-hmm. is um, the one about The Rock. I love The Rock. The Rock, amazing. He also has Frenchies. Mm-hmm. He, so you've you've listed um, a bunch of different movies that may or may not benefit from replacing the, the actor from that movie with The Rock. Right. What was the first film that, like, what made you think that this would be a good thought experiment? <laughs> you know, this this came up. Um, Arturo and I were texting one night. It was like two in the morning. We were we were working on another thing, and we started texting back and forth. And I'm not even certain how it happened, but at one point we were just sending pictures of the rock back and forth to each other. Just As like, one does. Right? This, this is like the type of dumb <laughs> stuff you do uh, with your buddies. And we, we went from that into this conversation about like, man, the rock is like cool and fun and I really like him. He feels, he feels the same way. And uh, I just started thinking about like, why is the rock so popular? And it can't just be because he's big and handsome and like charming because there are a lot of people who are who are that Um, but ultimately what we settled on was the idea that he he was able to become this sort of global movie star this global icon in an era when that doesn't happen anymore right and the way he was able to do that is he just put himself in everything (laughs) in everything from 2016 2018 he was in seven i think different movies seven movies in 24 months. The TV show. And the TV show and hosting the, the MTV right. Music Awards or whatever it was. Like he was everywhere you could think of. And mm-hmm. and then also you're following him on Instagram. He's got mm-hmm. millions of followers. You're following him on Twitter. You're seeing all of these things, whatever. He just put his face everywhere. And then everyone was like, oh, his face is everywhere because he's a star. Mm-hmm. And so then the idea became, well, like, how do we talk about that without saying that exact sentence? Which is like, that's what I'm trying to do in every chapter. There sure. should be a thing in here. That I'm not going to say, but you should pick up one. Right. And that was the one for the, that chapter. I was like, well, how do we get that idea across? Like, oh, let's put him in even more movies and see what <laughs> happens. And that and like that's what it is. Like, uh, let's put him in Predator. Let's put him in My Girl. Let's put him in Titanic and figure out, does this make the movie better, the same, or worse? I mean, Titanic really, you've really upped the, the game. That's my like- favorite one. <laughs> That's my favorite one. It's always fun when they go like where you're not expecting them to. Um, I'll let's spoil that one. Do you want to okay. tell tell the listeners what happens? So in this one, <laughs> he doesn't replace Leo. He replaces uh, um, he doesn't replace Jack. He replaces Rose's character, and the boat still sinks. Except this time, nobody dies because they all just climb onto the back of the rock, and he swims. To New York or wherever, wherever they're going. That's so beautiful. And yeah, and there's like a line in there that I. So this is this is like how not smart I am. I knew I wanted like a 1940s or I don't know when the Titanic sank. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. 1943 is when it sank. I'm just gonna. Okay, let's go. But I knew I wanted like an old timey line in there. A finer vessel hath never whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I started like watching old videos and reading old stuff, just trying to like rip something out of there. Uh, and then it ended up like a funny little goofy thing. And so hopefully when the person reads it and they like they laugh and like, oh, this was like a funny idea. And then eventually they'll be like, oh, oh, that's why that we just had 3000 words about this like, to get to the, <laughs> to get to a thing you could have sent in a text message. Like, sure. You know. But it's so much more fun to talk around it. And to, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I love that when I was growing up, the, the big icebreaker book was the book of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would, I don't know, ask one question in the room and everybody had their take. Yeah. And and that's how you uh, got to know each other better. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like everybody can have opinions about your book. Yes. That's, there are so many different ways to come at it. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the intention. Again, it's not, oh, here's the right answer. Right. It's like, here's my answer. So, and that happens to me all day long on Twitter. As soon as this book comes right. out, somebody's going to be like, oh, actually, this movie would have not been better. It would have been worse, and here's why. And yeah. that's like my favorite thing. That's so fun. somebody will, you know, I mean, every once in a while it sucks, and there's like, you're an idiot. But mostly they're going to say why they think what they think. And if you can say that part, then... Then we're having a conversation and it becomes cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, for instance, who would be a part of Regina George's crew? Yes. Um, and, and you did a survey of all of the high school movies from right. the past 20, 30 years. Yeah. And and I, I kind of wanted to take you to task mm -hmm. um, because I, I feel like the other Heathers – would have been uh, part of Regina's group, just not Veronica. Yeah, definitely not Veronica. Yeah. Too, too murdery. Too murdery. <laughs> to be in there. But the other Heathers, there's like a great pick. The only problem there is like which of the other ones do you want? And because you can't, you, you, I get you technically could take all of them, but then you're losing no, then multiple it's... seats immediately. And if you've got multiple Heathers, eventually they're going to topple Regina, I felt like. That's um, true. I feel like just a slightly weak Shannon Doherty. Yeah, what was her last name? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And and again, that's like the fun part of it. You should right. read it, and you should be like, mm, "My picks are better than your picks." That's how. That's what it should feel like. Hopefully, who else did you put on there though? Let's say you've got Shannon Doherty, mm -hmm. Regina George. So you've got four seats left. Um. Let's think. I loved you, you pulled a uh, a surprise one out at the end that I loved. Mm -hmm. um, that was undeniable. TV, that was TV undeniable. Show. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I absolutely see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do think Dion from Clueless, and whether or not it's because we know what kind of person she be, grew up to be, That's, that turned out pretty sucky. Yeah, pretty sucky for everyone who watched that movie and was like, I think I love this woman. Mm -hmm. You and you're in high school and you watch it and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, like Claire, I mean, uh, Cher and, and Dion and, and Ty. And you're like, I love all three of these. And then no. they grow up and you're like, dang, one of them passed away. Yeah. And then this other one turned into like a terrible person. This is awful. <laughs> but. But. Yeah, I definitely see her sitting with Regina George. Yeah, she sits at the table for sure. <laughs> <laughs> were, were there any um, characters that you were unsure about that that like almost made the cut? The one that I went back and forth on the most was from uh, was Molly Ringwald in the Breakfast Club because it was like, yeah, it's so interesting to me because you forget in that movie that she plays the popular girl. Yeah. Because she's, she's all around in the 80s being the weird, outcast, mm -hmm. cool girl. Yeah. And even within that movie, she's the popular girl, but she's never like the power figure in the group. Right. She's always – I mean, that's the point. They put her in that situation to be like, oh, this is what everybody else feels like all the time. Uh, so that was the one that I went back and forth on the most about does she, does she sit at that table. And I felt like there just wasn't quite enough information for – I didn't get to see her outside of that setting. Sure. She has the line in there about like, if I see you uh, when school starts, like I'm not probably not going to talk to you. Uh -huh. And like, that was, a, that was as close that as was we a got. That was a signifier. For... Yeah. But I would like to see, like, I would like to see her sort of, let me see her in fourth period. <laughs> yeah. Running loose. Yeah. I love that. What has, was your favorite movie so far of 2019? <sighs> 
All right, I, I'm going back and forth between two, and it depends on which one that I just watched. So right now I'm going to say Booksmart. Yeah. Because I watched it on the plane from San Antonio to New York. It's part of. It's part oh, of the book. What was I on Delta? It was part of like. The, oh yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like part of their free movies you can you can watch. Uh, but it's that one and John Wick three, like whichever one I happen to have seen Excellent. most recently. I'm like, this is my my favorite one. Both of those movies, totally different movies. Yes, they are. Uh, but similar in like really brilliant world building and, mm-hmm. and, and like character creation. And that's that's always a, an intriguing thing for me. Okay, In the case of John Wick, for example, they do such a good job of introducing you to this world and giving you just enough information that you feel like you understand it but never so much that you can like poke holes in anything that they do or right, say. Right, right. Like a, like when a Asia's character shows up and um, Asia's like, I'm the adjudicator from the high table. Or, like, I don't know what that means, but I, but I know, but <laughs> I know what it means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a powerful figure. Um, and then you got something like, like Booksmart. And Booksmart, I thought, like the most impactful thing here is we get introduced to a new type of high school movie character, one that had, that, that yeah. just had not existed in movies before, mm-hmm. before this movie showed up. We have like the the like a version of it, like Tracy, um, in, in election flick, yeah, yeah. But like this new, this is like a, like a fully realized. This is what this character became, and that's just really interesting and cool to me because now every high school movie that comes out from now on is not just going to be the jock and the nerd and the, like like everything's getting a little more yeah mushed together, yeah. And that's cool. That is very cool. Yeah. And and I love that you love the big sick so much. Oh, I, I love the too. big sick. And, it's incredible. And yeah, and, and for rom-coms in general, it was a, a big step forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, – so I think if you have – if you're looking at rom-coms, like the history of them, you've got a couple of big tentpole moments. You have When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here we go. Uh-huh. We nailed it. We nailed the formula. <laughs> cool. And that's what they're going to look like now. Uh, then you get to, I think it was like 97, My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is like a new version. And Julia Roberts, who is the best in this genre, Julia Roberts is in it, but she doesn't get to be the hero. In fact, she's like basically the villain yeah. of, of this movie. And have it, that movie is just so much fun to watch. Number one, because she's incredible. But number two, it's just really smartly written. And they give you all of the pieces that you're used to having, um, but like in new ways. And you get them singing at the table. And uh, you get you get that great, the great like when they're on the boat and you're just like, just tell each other that you love each other. <laughs> I'm be- like even now watching it, just, just say it. Right now, say it. Please just say it. And they never say it. You get the part when when they're all running. Cameron Diaz is running. Uh, her soon-to-be husband is running and then Julia's running and then she's on the phone and they're, she's recounting everything and the guy asks her, who's ch- but who's chasing you? And you're just like, oh God, uh. it's not going to work out. And they, <laughs> they tease you all the way up until that last bit because it's Julia Roberts. Anyway, that's the second big moment. <laughs> Something's got to give. Um, yes. Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson, just incredible. Again, these are like we're recentering things. We're moving pieces around. And that's mm-hmm. when it, that's when it's like the most interesting. We got like a version of it with um with what was it? As good as it gets with Jack Nicholson and, and Helen Hunt. But then and something's got to give. They were really like, "All right, cool. You don't have to be this age anymore. We don't have to be like whatever. We're going to give you the parts but in a new way." And then the big six shows up and it's like, "Oh, this is so smartly done." Mm-hmm. And, it, and and based on a true story, which adds a whole nother layer. Yeah. But just funny in unpredictable ways, funny in 
the predictable ways that still somehow get you. Yep. The moment at the end when you realize they're going to be together, the like heartbreaking, like, you know, the fight is coming. You know, it's coming. <laughs> Absolutely. And she finds the box and then they get, they get into it. And he's like, and then he gives her the, oh God, when he said this line, <laughs> when he said the line about, shouldn't you be able to handle this better? Like, aren't you like, and just what you're studying or and she's like, oh, don't say that. Don't say anything else. Say anything else but that right there. And you just feel them. Pull in part. I don't know. It's great. It's but so good. Those four moments to me are like standout ones. And, and I thank just, you for giving um, some Academy recognition to the big sick. Yeah. In your I, book at least. <laughs> I, so so I, didn't, I came late to the Oscars and I didn't know, like, I just assumed every movie I liked won, won the Oscars that it deserved. I assumed <laughs> Bloodsport had multiple Oscars. Sure, of course. Why wouldn't you? And that was the first time I'd ever gone through and looked at, okay, who won, who was nominated, who was ignored. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Every time I look at this, like out of the 20 years that I looked at, 25 years, there were like four that I would say, all right, you nailed it. Right. And then all the rest were just, oh, God. And But yeah, Annie Hall was like however many years ago, 40-something years ago. 42 years yeah. ago. Yeah. And you're like, that's that's the last time we got a best picture? Like, I know y'all watched The Big Sick. <laughs> I know you watched yeah. it. It got nominated yeah. for other awards. Like, give it this award. Yeah. Comedies are important. Yeah, that was tough. I think that was a that was a get out year though. So like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Uh, Incredible. Get out. Yeah. Let Let's switch to tell me about what you're reading. Um, okay, so the last couple of books that I bought. Yeah. I like to go to the bookstore by my house. It's at Barnes and Noble. Okay. It smell Barnes and Noble have a very distinct smell. I like to go in there and <laughs> smell everything. And uh, and then I just buy books from like people that I follow on Twitter. So like Josh had a book come out. Yes. And I went to the bookstore and I bought some copies of that. And it was so sweet. You tweeted it. <clears throat> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A... Um, so it's one thing to like buy a book from an author. It's another thing to buy it and then tell other people about it. It Absolutely. helps. It all yeah. helps. So uh, I went, they had three copies. I'm like, give me them three copies. I'll take them three <laughs> copies. And then also Akila Hughes had a book yes. come out called Obviously. And I was like, oh, I know Akila. And let me get this. She's and then you, Yeah. And then you start reading it. It's like, she does a really smart thing in the very beginning of the book. The, the the first chapter is about her name, and like that's what it starts out as about. But it's about other things, and you're like, this is a cool. Like I don't know. I I hadn't. I don't read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. The ones that I read, I'd not seen a book start like that. Which is like a clever. It's like a clever play on when you introduce yourself in person. Sure. And you're just you like, oh, my name about... is yeah, or whatever. I liked it. Um, that one, and then uh, Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino, who is just. A superstar. She is. And I was so excited to watch that book sort of take off. It was so obvious early on, like, she is, she is one of the ones. And one she, of the ones. And, and she has a, a, a brief uh, section in your book. She does. So I reached out. Each time I, like, write a book, again, I don't want to be, like, yep. the... I want to have some other voices in there. It mm -hmm. just it just is helpful. And so in basically every case, I just reach out to people who are doing stuff that I think is better than the stuff that I'm doing. And then if I can like, <laughs> if I can get in the room with them, I feel like I'll blend in and people will think maybe I'm better than I am. So like Gia Tolentino for ex is a great example. Doreen St. Felix. Yeah. Who, when Doreen's book comes out, I don't know that she's writing one. She's going she, to she eventually. Better. Yes. And when she does, it's going to be Huge. gigantic. But like, Wesley Morris, Sean mm -hmm. Fennessy, like these these sorts of 
thinkers, like mm-hmm. actual thinkers, actual not thinkers. just people who are going to be like, hey, wasn't it funny when so-and-so got hit in the head <laughs> or whatever? They're giving you stuff. In the ch- anyway, in the chapter we're talking about, I uh, I wanted to ask everybody, like, what was a movie death that, like, really affected you? Right. Right. Which is a, a question that almost everybody has an answer to, even if you passively watch movies. But she wrote, she wrote about um, when Tom Hanks lost Wilson yes. in Castaway, which is very touching yeah. and like a great, like a great example of how good of an actor Tom Hanks is, is because when that happens, like you are, you're feeling it. <laughs> you are really feeling it when it's floating away and it's just, anyway, Ooh. yeah, I like to have other people in there because they're smarter than me and it's just like, gives the book some weight. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to preemptively, I think, congratulate you. Oh, don't do that. Don't jinx me. I won't jinx you. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It was so good to have you yeah, on the show. Thank fun. you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Maris Review. And check the show notes for the books we discussed on here today. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.